You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. for the honor just to be able to stand here before your children just to be able to do a lesson i pray god please god to put me aside lord just speak through me i pray like this message for every single one of us even for me hit me again with the word lord uh, i just pray to be every single sister who is um talking today lord help us not to focus on anyone else or be competitive or just let us focus on giving you the glory god because amen we're all sinners lord but yeah i love you so much in jesus i pray amen, amen. amen. month but I like preaching <laughs> God is doing great things already yeah. and so I have today I'm going to be speaking to you about faith for money from Joe Willis's book <coughs> and you know, you know the book guys right yeah you know the book, you know the book? It's money is the answer to everything yeah. everyone's right. reading it yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you don't know it find out and start reading yeah. it okay <laughs> okay so this chapter for me was really great and I think when I was told to do this chapter it's because this whole week I've been studying out the faith so it kind of works out and you know you start reading something you're like mm, yeah I still haven't got it clearly because now I'm reading about faith in mind like yeah there's and I still need to work on a few areas and so like one thing I like for this chapter it really helped me to see like I actually don't really okay I say that I have like wavering faith in a sense where I'm like okay yeah God's got me in his days and my like, God doesn't God, where are you? I can't do this. But it really helped me to see that, you know, God will meet all my needs. Yeah, he meets yeah. all my needs when I depend on Him. Not on Anna, not on my job, not on money, but on Him. And so, like, I want someone, if someone can volunteer to read in Deuteronomy 29, verse 5 to 8, with a nice, clear voice, please. Anyone in volunteers? So many people are wanting this, yes! Deuteronomy 29, verse 5. Five to eight. Thank you so much. You've got a great Thank you so much, sis. So it's crazy because during the 40 years in the wilderness, they, their clothes did not wear out. Um, their sandals did not wear out. Um, they had no bread, they had no wine, but somehow they were provided for. Um, they were able, you know, to conquer an army when they were slaves. Wow. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Like, so what I'm trying to get here, guys, is that it's plainly remarkable for the fact that the clothes and the sandals that they were wearing, they, it lasts for 40 years. For 40 years they marched in the wilderness wearing the same clothes and the same sandals. Guys, think about it. Like, 40 days in sandals, right, in the yeah. same clothes. Like, I can't wear the same clothes every day. 
you know what I mean? But they went through a desert, they must have been sweating, they must have been smelling, but just somehow God just put, did it for them. That, that's a miracle. That is nothing but a miracle. And the fact that they went through they went through the wilderness and they didn't they had think about this way, they had food and they had water. Like there's like two million people. How is a desert wilderness gonna provide for these people? But somehow by God's grace, by a miracle, they were provided for. You know, a nation of of four, four, um, a nation of slaves who were slaves for, for four hundred years, and they were able to conquer conquer nations that were standing before the nations who had skill, they were trained, yeah. and they were to conquer it. That's only by a miracle, you know. So, like, I had to ask myself when I was reading this, this scripture, I was like, do I trust in God to provide and lead me? Um, through unknown situations, unknown mm. circumstances, because these, yes, amen, we know that they grumble, but however, you really just see how God provided mm. for grumbling <laughs> people, for those wow. who kept them. He was provided, and they did nothing. They left Egypt with nothing. It's like, if someone mm. called, if anyone called any of you sisters to go to Iraq, <coughs> just take your passport. <coughs> I know y'all going to be grumbling. Grumbling, faithless, want to fall away. <laughs> I could see you see here from this scripture God provides, right? So like last last year, September, as you know, I think everyone knows, I lost my job, right? Okay, yes. you know got sacked, yeah? I got sacked. <laughs> That's the story. I got sacked because of my sin of independence. You know what I mean? I like my independence. I like to rely on me and more of me and a little bit more of me. Yeah. And that is my sin. And God teaches me the lessons all the time. I fall flat on my face and I go, why? And he's like, uh, what do you think? <laughs> and so like, and that was my sin. So basically I was meant to be going to my journey, as you all know. Yes. And um, I was thinking, I hate my job. I hated my job with a passion, with wow. a tea. I was so depressed, right? And so I decided, let me, let me stay a little bit longer, save some money, you know, so I can go to my journey, a little bit more comfortable, take some Ubers. And things like that. And, but, you know, clearly that didn't happen. So what happened with the lift? So I wanted to do that. But it make, I personally think it makes sense. It makes sense to plan. It makes sense mm-hmm. to, you know, go to Nigeria with a bit of savings. It makes right. sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Absolutely. And I think, and I just personally think, you know, that is the problem. It made sense. Mm. It wow. made sense. That was the problem. Mm. It was realistic. Realistically, I need to bring money with me to Nigeria. Right. That yeah. is was and is the problem you know wow. my first point really is realistic cancels out our faith mm. okay mm. google definition mm. of realistic is having or showing <coughs> a sensible practical idea of what can be achieved or expected Dang. so my question is guys i'm going to question you loads of things just answer yes or no was it real, was it sensible and practical for the Israelites to leave Egypt without any possessions. No, no, no. no. Okay. No. Was it sensible for the was it sensible or practical for the Egyptians to walk in the desert for forty years? That's two that's two thousand weeks. That's wow. fourteen fourteen thousand days in sandals with the same clothes. Is that sensible or practical? No. no. Was it practical for them to walk through the parted thing? Think about the sea parted. <laughs> Why has being realistic become our doctrine? Wow. I don't get it. Why has realistic become our doctrine? It makes no sense. You know, last year, you know, when I lost my job, I had one paycheck left. And I had to pay my bills. And I had to do all these things. And then I, uh, my disciple asked me, you know, Anna, you know, maybe you should reduce your time. I was like, no, actually, I'm not going to do that. Come on, Anna. I saw my sin. 
I realized it's because of the money, the reason why I lost my job. And God says, test me. Wow. So I basically decided, I decided to not lower my time. And God provided, you know, with that time, I was able to pay my rent. I was able to pay for my next month's rent. I was able, wow. Beatrice came to London, came to Birmingham, which half my rent. I got a part-time job, you know, which basically was a perfect amount for me to basically live wow. you know God just provided he came through mm-hmm. and the thing is because I decided to trust in God because mm-hmm. when we trust in God with the impossible he does the possible wow. yeah. and that's something we need to understand guys because the definition of faith is what it's confidence and assurance of what we cannot see guys. Yeah. and so we need to believe in that so guys let's just keep it real guys being realistic is will steal your faith Wow. We need to yeah. start basically stop living false doctrine and focus <coughs> on the truth. And the truth is, faith is not what we cannot see. So if your bank account says zero, have faith that God's going to provide. Yeah. Simple as. Because the Bible doesn't say be realistic, guys. So all I'm basically calling you guys is like, you know, when we are. When we, this is this life as a disciple, we have to basically choose to put what we feel, what we see, what we believe aside and put the Word of God first. Mm. When we have nothing, plus God. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We have everything. Yeah. 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 When we have everything. Yes, sir. God's not in that equation anymore. That's how I lost my job. When I have everything, I tend to forget about God. When I have nothing, I'm like, yeah. please, God, please help me. So don't let you don't learn hard lessons. Let God take everything away if you stay going crying yeah. to Him. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, faith and money is the way forward to life. I get the chapter God gives and takes away wealth for a reason. So let's dig in. Right. So I have a question. What keeps us from giving? Either financially, emotionally, or even physically? What keeps us from giving? Selfishness. Selfishness. Laziness. What's that? We don't actually have anything. We don't have What is that that root emotion? So funny that no one has even said it. I think it's fear. Yes. And I know we always look up like a you look at a dictionary version, but I really like to use the thesaurus. Oh. Because I can't think of words very easily sometimes, so I've got to come on. Come on. So there's here's some words for fear. Let's see if this this um, gets you. Angst. Alarm. Apprehension. Anxiety. what was it? Concern, despair, dismay, doubt, dread, horror, wow. and the list goes on. Panic, mm. suspicion. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Get fear that. Yeah. Mm. Um, and this is one that I found online. Um, fear. It stands for forget everything and run. Wow. <laughs> that sounds interesting. That, that sounds about right. Forget it and run. That sounds about right. I can see it. I'm just about it. Financially, because we're speaking kind of more in the financial terms, which is the book, um, is what if I get into trouble financially? You know, giving one. What if it goes wrong and I go into debt? What if I have to change my plan, draw from my savings, or go into my overdraft? Oh. <laughs> or are you already starting to think she doesn't understand? She doesn't know. She doesn't know what my, my story, what's going on in my life. It's really hard. Right. felt that as well before. Um, but since the talk- topic of the day is finances, but really, this can relate to many of the fears that we have in our lives. 
But the central issue is our relationship with God and the question, does yeah. God love me? Mm-hmm. Will yeah. he provide? Exactly. Okay? Yeah. So we know the scriptures, and Anna mentioned a few of them. We know Jeremiah 29, 11. We know that um, he's going to give us hope mm-hmm. in the future. He's going to prosper us. Um, we know that if we seek first the kingdom, Matthew 6, 33, um, he's going to give us everything, right? We yeah. Know he's going to provide in those ways. There's um, Philippians four nineteen. Um, this is an amazing scripture. It says... And my God will meet all your needs according to according to His glorious riches in Christ yeah. Jesus. And then um, this other scripture in First Timothy um, chapter six, uh, verse seventeen. Um, it says, "Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our good enjoyment." Yeah. Wow. So we read all these scriptures, right? We, we read scriptures, we pray, and we're like, we're, we, we, um, we make goals, we have plans, but then our heart doesn't change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there, yeah. There? Yeah. Yes, yes. We think like, no, I'm going to change my heart, I'm going to do it, I'm going to dig my heels and I'm going to change my heart. Yeah. Okay, all right, so you go on this kind of <coughs> cycle, right? We go on this kind of crazy cycle, they say in the marriage, so it's like a, it's like a fake, crazy cycle. Um, and then you read a scripture, uh, and you're still afraid. You're still stuck in this. Mm-hmm. So then you read a scripture like First John, uh, chapter four. Come on, okay. and then you're like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm really fearful. And what does fear mean, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I'm even right. First John, yeah, First John four in verse eighteen. It says, we know this, there is no fear in love, yeah. but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love, okay? So I can't do it. I can't do it. I give up. I can't give. I can't give anything because I'm not spiritual enough. I don't love God. Oh my goodness. I have to get my heart right first before I give. I have to get it right first before I give, right? Um, okay. And I, I, I was looking at um this this book is amazing. It's only I'm only really reflecting on two pages that um, oh, wow. are pretty mm-hmm. remarkable. I mean, it's the very end of this chapter. Yeah. But if you look um in uh, Psalm 56, verse three to four, you can just um write it down if you want. You have to go there. I can read it because I have to read that one. Uh, I just got so many scriptures. Okay. It says, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, whose word I praise. In God I trust, I will not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? Yeah, tell us. So, did he have to get his heart um, right beforehand? No. No. Right? When I am afraid. So, he was afraid. Right? But he still trusted in God. And it's a process. Right? So, fear can actually stand for face everything and rise. (laughs) You've got to put yourself in an actual situation where you're going to have to trust God or you're going to be put in that situation. Wow. Um, There's a scripture in um, the book that it refers to Philippians uh, 4 and this is verse 14 and um, I'll just read a little bit of it. It says, Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church 
shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid again and again when I was in need. Not that I'm looking for a gift, but I'm looking for what might be credited to your account. And he goes on and he says about how they gave out of nothing, right? Because they put themselves in a situation where they had to trust God Amen. and they had to give. So it, I'm just going to read what, um, what Joe wrote here. So the Philippian church gave to the Apostle Paul and he thanked them and reminded them that God will meet their needs despite and because of their sacrifice. Okay? So we have to actually find these situations and even put ourselves in these situations. Um, wow. I don't know about you, but I've actually been put in these situations before. So I, I'm, uh, about four, four years ago or so, I was a single mom, a new single mom with two kids. Um, uh, I am not entitled to uh, any sort of benefits in this country, so I was... I had to pay for everything myself. Wow. But yeah, I still... And, and I, it was hard to give. And God put me in a situation where I had to be really be humble and really see how important it is to give. Yeah. So then fast forward to now, when we're um, doing our... Um, I'm married and have... Woo! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it suits you, so. <laughs> blessed us um, in, in our situation and um, here we are uh, ready to upper contribution and um, I'm putting myself in the situation because we already we already wow. give a lot and we're giving more wow so and 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 my husband like kind of was like okay I'm just we're just gonna do it and right. I was like okay but after reading this and seeing the examples wow. of the Philippians like Put yourself in that situation. How you, you can't get your heart right first. Sometimes you have to. Work, your heart is a continuous thing. You have to work, work through, right? And then um, to close in Galatians two twenty, it says, "I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by." faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I urge you sisters to live by faith and try to find that situation and go for it. Put yourself in that situation where you need to trust God. Amen. Come on, Hillary. So I'm chapter 4 and that's why, how, and to whom we give. And so we all know that everyone has different opinions about money, but why do we have such a problem? There's a lot of mistrust in the world, a lot of fake pastors who have jets, who have big houses. I went to a church and the pastor was like, if you want a miracle, put 20 pounds in my hand right now. Wow. And there were people running, and I didn't go, either because I didn't believe in what he said, or I didn't have 20 pounds, because I didn't have 20 pounds. But it shows that people don't want to seek God because they know that they, there's a lot of trust that they can't put in. So why do we give? One of them is because we know we, there are needs in the church. For example, mm-hmm. we need to pay for venues, we need to pay to be here, we need to pay for full-time staff, we need to pay for interns. But a really important one is benevolence. If Come you can turn to First Timothy 5.16. And I'll read. It says, if any woman who is a believer has been in her care, she can continue to help them and not let the church be burdened with them. Say that the church can help those widows who are really in need. So when you come to church and you're giving um, benevolence, is it an afterthought? Do you wake up in the morning and think, oh, I need to give? Or do you just get here and find the coins in your bag and then just pull them out? Or do you see those coins and know that actually you wanted some special fried rice in the shop on your way home on a Wednesday? What is your heart like? And I have the same heart. 
I only had the beach with benevolence, my mind changed a little mm. bit. Like, okay, I understand why you give, but it wasn't as I needed benevolence mm. that my heart changed. I had absolutely nothing. Mm. And just being able to receive, that gave me faith. Midweek wasn't just a meeting with the body, it was like a safe haven to me. Mm. Benevolence on. helped my faith, and so now I understand why we come give. On, come on, darling, complete Um Again, we need to have full time staff, we need to pay for interns. But then, who do we give to? We give to the church, and then the church is not a business, we're a family. Yeah. Yeah. This is an Acts 2, 45, 45, they sold property and possessions to everyone who had need. They sold land, houses, and fields from time to time. They did this consistently. Wow. It wasn't just a one-off, looking for special missions, and yep, done, that's it. No, they did this consistently. They were all wow. one in heart and mind, because they knew that they were needs in the church. Yeah. So if I can't share my physical needs, if I can't share my money, if I can't share my food, how can I share those needs that I can't see? How can I share time? How can I share love? How can I share emotions with women studying the Bible if I can't share what people can actually see? Wow. And so if I, if I can't share... If you fail to share even the things that you can see, you may spiritually poor because you can never share your time. You can never share your emotion with that person who really needs to be connected to you in that stuff. Wow. Come on, so the challenge of being a needs-based church means that there's con- it constantly changes. A need today might not be a need next week. Mm. But we like control. We like order. We like planning. We like scheduling. We like to know what we're going to do, what we're going to spend, where we're going to be at 6 p.m. on a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> we crave these budgets. We crave these plans. But if you're dependent on this plan, it means you're living by sight. You know? Woo! Faithless. Right. And to live by sight means you're living like a non-Christian. Mm. Yeah. 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 Call it out. So my trip to Barcelona, I went to Barcelona for GRC, <laughs> then I went to Iceland, LA, I had a great time, it was amazing. I planned everything, penny for penny. I knew how much my hot chocolate was going to be. And <laughs> I knew how much my meal deal was going to be when I'm waiting for my connecting flight. I knew everything. I, I planned everything. I saved 300 pounds for sustenance when I got back from my trip. And I wow. checked what sustenance meant in the Hebrew. Oh. And it says to maintain or support myself or a means of keeping body and soul together. So I was trying to look forward to keeping my body and my soul together. I didn't Ooh. give it to God. So I even went to Disneyland. That wasn't planned, but it's great. I <laughs> I found out that because I didn't fly out with my family, I couldn't fly back into London with my family. So I was stranded. And I now had to buy a new flight ticket. So that money I kept aside for my sustenance when I got back to London. Oh, God. I used to buy my flight ticket, which cost me £275. Just the exact amount as well. You know, so um, when I came back, I got a new job, but I didn't get paid for weeks. I had no money. I couldn't eat. Mm. I had to suck up my pride, ask for benevolence. And it just made a full circle. It really showed me why... If I don't rely on God, if I don't rely on faith, I'm never going to make it. Mm-hmm. I was relying on sight, my plan, of what I was going to spend to the penny. I was wow. running to the pound. I knew that I knew how much the hot chocolate was. You know, if it, different franchises, different prices. What I knew, <laughs> I knew what I paid. And the Lord taught me a severe lesson. To the world, one plus one is two, but to God, one plus one is uncountable. If you believe, really, 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 really,
learn how to depend on God. When you rely on God, your faith increases. Before I even became a Christian, I needed money for my rent one day. Like, this is a story I love. I needed under 160 pounds. I didn't know where I was going to come from. The only thing I had was faith. And I could have told you in that moment that this is my faith, and you can see it. You can feel my faith. My faith can't break because it's a real item that God is going to do it for me. Wow. Mm. And 10 minutes later, I got an email saying that they owed me just under 160 pounds. Wow. Just like that. All I have is faith. It says in Matthew 17, 20, that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, mm. you can move a mountain. Not only is a mustard seed small, to say, if you have faith, you can do something. Mm. But a mustard seed is physical. You can see a mustard seed. Mm. If you have a faith that is literally so real, God is going to do it. Woo! Well, I'm yeah. That's right. So... Um, how much do you give is a question people always ask. You can't outgive God. You can't say, I'm giving too much, because God will always come through for you if you give to Him. It says in Proverbs 35 that the Word of God is flawless, that God is always going to provide for you if you trust in Him. Matthew 10, 29-31 says that those who've given up family, mothers, brothers, they won't fail to receive a hundred times more. So knowing that the Word of God is flawless, do you believe it? Mm. The Bible already said that it's flawless, that mm. no one is going to come back empty. Do you believe that if you give everything, mm. that you will receive a hundred times more? Mm. Come on! So this is, if you struggle to give, address it now. Because yeah. we're called to give up everything. Mm. We can't keep everything. Mm. Jesus, are you sold out to God and His kingdom, or are you sold out to yourself? Mm. You have to ask yourself that question. And come so, finally, what are the limits to your day? <coughs> money, if you love money, well, actually, I'll start with this. If you give money to God, you're going to save yourself. They'll save your family, they'll save your friends, they'll save those around you. But if you love money, you keep sending your family to hell. Mm-hmm. That is the understanding. We don't think about that, we just think of our own needs and our own yeah, needs. We need to understand that giving is a matter of life and death, not just for you, but for your heritage as well. So just in practicals, set aside what you're going to give as soon as you get it. Don't rationalize as to why you can't give. Because <coughs> God wants you to live by faith and not by sight. Mm-hmm. Be disciplined in your spending. Don't overspend and say you can't give. Because you knew you could give. You don't have mm. to eat that So if this is a difficult area, speak to your disciple, get your heart right now. You don't want to not get into heaven because of something you couldn't take in with you in the first place. Wow. So really see it as we need to live by faith, trust God, and he's gonna give it back to us, sisters. And Amen. Come on! I'm really convicted about um, Shade what you shared because um, it reminded me. Um, I was in my pride. I bought um, a cream that was more expensive than I actually budgeted for, mm-hmm. and I think God humbled me because the week after I got a ticket. That was the same process. <laughs> I have a question. Um, who studied out the book of Revelation last year? Oh, we one. Yeah, we all did as a church, No. My, uh, my charge for you today is um, uh, a title called Priorities. Mm. <laughs> and for myself, I've been going after, um, to get my priorities straight, kind of like go from a worldly mindset to a new mindset. It was more a godly mindset. Amen. I really need to get my priorities 
in order. <laughs> and um, studying out the book of Revelation really helps me because it really puts the fear of God in you. Yeah. You don't have the fear of God and you're like, oh, I'm just doing whatever worldly things that I used to do and I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Study out the book of Revelation, you'll get a fear of God. Come on. <laughs> so <laughs> in chapter 9, um, first of all, the, uh, just to give you a little bit of a, a recount of the book, uh, it talks to the churches, which I find very inspiring as well. I made, I made a letter for our church as well, so it's not written by Jesus, but I'm going to read it in a bit. To the London church. could be a letter, but uh, it's not in the book. Um, and then it talks about, you know, about the, the great tribulation is going to come before Judgment Day. So there's going to be like a time, which is described in the book of Revelation, where it's like, okay, watch out, this is like... You know, uh, a lot of movies, they are going to be about when the world is too much garbage. It's like we all have to, to move to a different planet, and that's how the world is going to end. But we know how the world is ending. Yeah. It's not going to be like that. It's right, it's right there in the book of Revelation. I'm sometimes thinking, why have nobody thought of making a movie about this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a horror movie. But it talks about uh, seven scrolls, or sorry, a scroll with seven seals is going to be open. And then in chapter 9, verse 20, I'm going to read that, 20 and 21. Revelation chapter 9, verse 20 and 21. It says, The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues still did not repent of the work work of their hands. They did not stop worshipping demons and idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood. Idols that cannot see or hear or walk. Nor did they repent of their murders, magic arts, sexual immorality, and all their thefts. Wow. And yeah, I was also like, wow, everything, like the world is falling apart. They're like, the worst things ever are happening, and you're not, still not repenting. You still don't see wow. that it is only God that you need to be worshipping. The priority, the priority, what I'm talking about is like, God is the highest priority. Because what is an idol? It's anything that you place above God. Yeah. It's like if God doesn't come first in your priority list, then mm-hmm. everything else is an idol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. <laughs> it's it's, it's funny because we all, and I'll, I'll start with sharing myself, but we all can idolize our emotions. Mm-hmm. Ooh, no. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> we can idolize our emotions. Last, um, last Sunday night, I think it was like a blood moon. And I think on Monday, I mean, especially with the babies, everybody was off. Like, everybody was crying. And I myself, Monday morning, I woke up and I just had such a bad feeling. You know that feeling that some days you feel off? Yeah. And you just yeah. don't feel like praying quiet time. Like, can I just stay in bed and let the baby over? Yeah. yeah. And, and on Tuesday, it was like total opposite. It was like on Monday, there were like dark forces happening. And on Monday, it was like sky was blue and it was sunny. And it was like my spirit felt like great. I was like, let's get up. It's so weird how that spirit can yeah. really be yeah. our feelings. Right. Yeah. But when you have an off day, the first thing we always scrap of our list is having a quiet time or a prayer. Right. What is that? Yeah. It's so weird. And maybe let's get some answers. Who knows the reason for it? Mm. Really what do you think? Mine is faithless. And I, can't, I, can't, I lose all hope. Come on, that's honest. Yeah. You can be doubtful of faithless. <laughs> Tired. Oh, Tired. Yeah, I only give my heart to God. Mm. Yeah. 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 Why? Why is it that God is the first one of our lips? Yeah, it's right. like we do go to work, we do like do other tasks, we do give ourselves food, but our priorities, mm-hmm. God is not. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm right. not. How yeah. come? How come? Yeah. You can't see Him. 
I think, you know, we, we all know the root for all um, everything is pride. Let's look at Proverbs 22. Mm-hmm. Come on, more. Come on. <laughs> Proverbs 22, verse 1. It says, humility and the fear of the Lord brings wealth and honor and life. So what's the opposite of humility? It's somewhere in our way of thinking, we've been like entitled and we put our priorities wrong upside down, that we think, okay, I do need this and I do need that and I do need this, but I don't need a quiet time or God. So it's just a a weird thing of of thinking and everything just trickles back down to kind of like how we feel or how we do it. And and remember the I kind of syndrome? It's like the I syndrome in James 4 all comes down to a deep root of just just thinking too much about ourselves yeah. not really about the yeah. so I think uh, I'm going to read a, a letter and I, I must be honest the first time that I wrote the letter uh, in my mind was more to myself mm. because for me 2019 really has to be a year of gratitude wow. if I think about the fear of God and I think about people in the Bible like David how David loved really really love God and I'm thinking if I look at the world now even at our church do we really love God that way mm-hmm. because what is you know the Bible says if we um, do the commandments of God we're his friends yeah. what's the first command love God. love God there you go with the priorities right. so what, how comes that we sometimes crave that mm-hmm. and then in, the, in our you know when we talk about money and about wealth and giving we know the Bible also says it's more blessed to give than to receive right mm-hmm. but we I think we and again I'm thinking about myself most pray more for what I need than how grateful I am like worshipping God wow. you know the words prayer where we would go like worshipping God first yes. and then what you need are for others often my worship is sometimes yeah. like a few minutes and a little bit the needs totally. like half an hour yeah. it's like how come how, how is our love you know our priority list are we really yeah. loving God mm. first in that way so this is a challenging letter but I'm going to read it anyway come on sis to the church in London I know your needs you teach the truth, mm. you correct wrong, wrong doctrine, you deal with sexual immorality, and you love Jesus and you want to follow his ways. Right? We're doing yeah. well then. Mm. And it says, you know, in the letters, it says, nevertheless.
can go on and on about this. No, just in closing, I, I really think it comes down to our relationship really with God when we have the priorities wow, straight. Yeah. To really focus on God. And if we have feelings or we think about you know the things we struggle with, when it really gets tough, not to forsake God and our love for Him. Because that's just the only thing that does count in this world, which which already gives us you know everything that we need that comes through God. Yeah, it's cold. So this week is really funny, you know, the, the charges we've been um, given and also what I shared on the last midweek on not being greedy. I try to, I'm starting to practice it. So normally I have receipts of doing groceries and we kind of like budget on 60 pounds a week. This week on Monday, I only 12 pounds left and we only go to Friday when the next week kicks in. And there's also nothing on the account. So it's not like, oh, you know, you budgeted, but... I can take some for next week. No, there's nothing there. It's just pounds. <laughs> <laughs> some of the So I really had to learn this week how to get around with wow. 12 pounds. And it's really like, you know, when you really have this mindset, I don't want to be greedy. I don't want to I don't want to be content with what I have. I want to just live within my means. You know, all these things that we're really practicing. So with 12 pounds, it's really challenging. But I really enjoy it. I can really now share that this is like, you know, a new way of being creative. And yes. I get so aware of it. Because the Bible says, work out your own salvation. Mm-hmm. So for me now to learn this, and I even I even thought about it to really teach the children. And I think maybe you can pass this on also to people that have children. Um, so I'm teaching Amaya to say, like, not just when she has to obey. I'm saying not just, oh, listen to mommy. No, I'm saying obedience. <laughs> obedience. Okay. Because listening, yeah, she's listening, but she's not obeying. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> children were like, no, that's way too difficult for, the, for us to teach them. But they all learn. Okay. So this as well. She always, my daughter, you know, some children struggle with eating, my daughter doesn't. So she would, she's a foodie. But also the word greed, I think she needs to learn it now. Wow. It's like, okay, stop, don't be greedy. Because, you know, you have to really wow. teach them. Yeah. And while I'm correcting myself, I'm going to correct her. Amen. So don't be greedy. Okay. And then I'm also, the other one for her also to learn what is gracefulness, what is being content with what she has. Um, yes, there was one more and I just missed the train of thoughts. But I think those are the things um, that are really important and just to um, really for ourselves being aware of that we are not being greedy, that we are being content with what we have and then really live within our means and be creative and really let this be a year where we really try, okay, I have only this, this is my budget, um, like yeah. should I also share, like really plan and then just see with what you have is actually being very rich. Right. But with in closing, really, when it comes down to priorities, which is what it's all about, mm-hmm. um, yeah, work out your own salvation where you never forsake God. Yeah. So yeah. I have the book of Revelation. Amen. And the fear of God. Amen. <laughs>We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk. That's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H dot org dot UK. And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events or devotionals you can find all that on our website also once again we'd like to thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one